This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yeah. Your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, which is where every Sunday you get a whole other episode of Says Who. You see how I don't say every Sunday of quarantine anymore? Oh my What's God. What's the point? What do words mm-hmm. mean? Where Shut every up. Sunday you get a whole other episode of Says Who if you are a $5 a month or above backer. Patreon.com slash says who. Slash says who. Just a little stinger, a little musical like stinger it. on the end of that. I like that. Damn, that because nice. we're going nice. to go right into books. Books are things you read. Books. Satisfaction guaranteed. Books. Go to another place in your mind. Books. Leave everything behind. Books. Wow. Yeah. That was amazing. I can't follow that up. No. If you want stuff from us, you can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com. We've got stuff. 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 All right, Dan. I think they know. Stuff. They've got it. God stuff. Damn it, they Dan. got stuff. They know about the stuff. Just shut the fuck up about stuff. Who wants that stupid stuff anyway? God damn it. All right, Maureen, are you ready? Are you ready? Says who? We're two weeks out from the election. Are you ready? Lots to discuss. Is there? You ready to go? No. You ready? Man, it's I time. Don't, I don't want to. We got this. It's time. It's, it's, it's go time. Mm. Is it? It's election time. We're in the shoot. We're in the zone. Uh, I don't want to be in a shoot. Ready? Let's not. Dan? I got, I got, mm. You want to hear? You want to hear my idea for this episode? Sure, sure. Let's take a nap. Let's take a nap. I mean, that's just take a um, nap. I that you don't really need the podcast for that. Oh well, for that we'll just play relaxing music for an hour. Some Go there are a lot of. Sleep. I think because uh, you sleep. It's only two more weeks than the rest of the year and into early next year. It's almost time to reach the point at which we won't know what is going on. We will not have any answers, but we do have a date. In two weeks, we'll find out basically something or no. Wait up! This is Says Who. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It is a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I'm Dan Sinker. I was disrupting the rhythm. I like that. It's really, it was a different, different feel. It was yep. a very different feel. It's got to break it up a it's little good. bit. We got to mix it up here, our routines, here at the end of times. They're too, you know, like I just, are you noticing a re- certain rigidity to your home routine because you never go anywhere? Yes. 
I kind of like it. The thing is, I kind of like it a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, 12.06, time to get a glass of water. Wow. Fat, there is a. It shows you the scintillating things that we do. <laughs> <laughs> the old the old 12.06 water break. Who doesn't yeah. love that? Yes. Uh, I think of it fondly at 12.07 when it's over. Yeah, it doesn't last. You can't have that kind of fun forever. Thing. If, you, if you had a water break forever, you just, it would merge into yeah. a pee break and then you'd just yeah. be sort of a, be a closed loop for the rest of your life. Just peeing all over the place. Drinking and peeing. Oh, wait, I think my box set is out today, Dan. I should have mentioned. <laughs> I think it's available today. If you'd like a You're, box uh, set of uh, Truly Devious, The Vanishing Stare on the Hand on the Wall, and a super dope box set that makes a really cool gift, it really does. It's out actually. now. So if yeah, if you're looking for a gift for like at the $25 to $30 price point for somebody um, that is just a set of books, it's like more than a book. It's like a nice and it's super cool looking. That's something yeah. you could do. I Maybe. like your pitch. Yeah. It's more than a book. It's three books. Yeah. In a it's box. Good. It's good. The who box is cool looking. Though. Who doesn't see the inherent value in that? It's a pleasing shape and it will be very easy yeah. to wrap, which is also something I like. <laughs> it's just a good shape. It is. It is. This is the kind of scintillating stuff that comes out of that 1206 water break. I'm serious. I'm almost done though. This today is a coconut sparkling water. Did you I know had there, the... was a, there was a shortage, Danny? There was a CO2 shortage. That's yeah. Yeah. You can't get uh if you have one of those soda streams or it's whatever. All I drink. Yeah, you can't get that shit. No, trust can't me, get it. it's a it's a problem. It's been a run. There's been a run. This is, um, I had the realization the other day that all of this, this lock-in and Zoom school and everything else has not necessarily mm. gotten better, but it has gotten normal. Like, I'm, I, as, as you mentioned, I am very used to it at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that that's a good thing. But um, it sure shows our ability to adapt. Dan, were you on Twitter at all yesterday? No, I'm never on Twitter. Okay. Because it turns out yesterday there was a news story about something went a little bit wrong on a Zoom call. Mm, we're doing this. I guess. I didn't. I don't want to. really want to do this, but no, okay. But, we're doing know, this. I, I mean, we could. We could it's just. It's okay. I mean. Let's let's do a very polite version. Okay. There was because a zoom whoopsie. There was a zoom whoopsie. Jeffrey Tubin, New Yorker writer, frequent talking head on television, CNN commentator, was on a Zoom call preparing, I guess uh was it debate preparations or they were running it was the New Yorker and I believe WNYC and they were running some sort of electoral simulation i guess to prepare themselves for the election and possible uh possible outcomes and how to cover them mm -hmm. and then out came jeffrey's tubin oh oh dan how i mean i don't think I, hmm 
you know, I. Mm. You're the one that brought us here. I just, you know, that's pretty good. You then. drove the bus. I, I just, I, uh, I, I, I just punched the that. ticket. That's all. I, I don't regret that at all. Yeah, I mean, somehow he got mixed up on which Zoom call he was on. Apparently, mm-hmm, sure. And yeah. in a ten-minute break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gross. I don't know why we're here. Don't, Can we leave don't, here? Don't cross those streams. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no. I don't think he's good at multitasking. I mean, apparently. Apparently he's better than most. I I guess you could really argue it either way. Yeah. I spend a lot of time on a Zoom call worrying that I look funny. I don't know yeah. why. Uh, I don't really know how you would get over that hump to be like, hmm, not only do I not look funny, but I'm feeling a little tingly. I got 10 minutes. Why not? Ugh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do, I don't, I would rather talk about anything. You know, the elections in two weeks, right? Yeah. And there's, don't you find that, I mean, I've I've said what, two weeks ago that in that back then I said, we're right now, as in two weeks ago, we're in the very calmest, best time. Yeah. And was that before, that was before or after Trump got COVID? It was before. Was it before? It was was right before. It was seconds before or something. I think it was, I think it was uh, potentially right after the first debate and right before the COVID diagnosis when you said that right then was simply the best. That's right. Because we recorded Wednesday morning. Yeah. And then by that Thursday, we were in Trump COVID land. Better than all the rest. Dan, do you feel like it's a little quiet? Right now is quiet? Yeah. Um, Well. Or did I, did, did something happen in my brain? I mean, I think that absolutely nothing. Well, let me rephrase that because I am sure I just jinxed us. My word. I apologize to the fates here. Let me quickly gut this goat. Oh, Um, no. What's he done? Damn it, dude. (laughs) How dare you? You stupid piece of shit. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta clear the air. Hold on, get my special bell. Hold on. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that sounds nice. Just devote. This was my. This is the bell I used for the exorcism that I did in 2016. Was it? That worked well. Okay, there we go. Okay, guys, I got rid of that. All right. Uh, What I was attempting to say. Is it is hard for me to imagine anything that could occupy as much space in our collective brains than the president of the United States suddenly getting COVID. And then in short order, like the world's just shittiest, coffiest dominoes falling over everyone around him getting COVID. It feels... I think that your assessment was correct, but it did not assume that 
literally the next day, the fucking most bananas possible thing would happen. And so everything feels smaller than that. But as we'll discuss in a few, it's this this week alone has not been without its bananas. Oh, yeah, we're not we're certainly not. Um, I yeah, I guess that that particular weekend, the from the time that he got sick, I definitely felt. I have a little. I keep a little journal here in my little book, and then I just have little notes about, for example, on the fifth of October, I note that I just didn't sleep. You know, I have. Uh, I have one note on the second that says Trump gets COVID on the work I was doing, had some symptoms in the evening. And then I just wrote parentheses, too much news. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, Sounds so I right. Have little, little notes about. Uh, so right then through on this, this, and then by the ninth, the only note that I have, no work notes or anything. It just says, this is genuinely quite a stressful time to be fair. So that's, yeah. and Sounds then apparently right. around the 10th, the, le- the 9th to the 10th, I was the 8th, the 9th to the 10th is when my brain really seemed to snap back in again. So I was trying to keep a little record of what that felt like. And I think it was so disorienting that yeah. it just totally toppled my ship for yeah. a week. Yeah, it makes... It makes everything that has followed feel very different than had that moment not passed. I think, you know, we are to be I mean, to be very clear, we are two weeks out from Election Day. And as many people will point out to me repeatedly, whenever I mention that there is a day that we collectively as a nation call Election Day. The election is already underway. Uh, and in fact, it is wildly underway. It really burns you, doesn't it, Dan? It's just, come on. It's not like there is not a day that we call election day. It would be like being like, oh, Christmas is the 25th. And then somebody being like, actually, the Christmas season starts the day after Thanksgiving. It's like, fuck off. Talking about the same fucking thing. We're on the same team here. Anyway, really burns you. The election is very much underway. Texas is over 50% of the total turnout number for 2016. Total number of people that voted in 2016. They are over 50% of the way to that number. Florida, Wisconsin, Arizona, Michigan, bunch of other states are over 30% already. We are seeing numbers like we have never seen before. And so that I think also sort of has some level of effect here because it it is not like we are all sprinting towards a single day anymore. You know, that there right. is sort of we are at a point of amped up activity to the to the level that it that is now normalized, right? Like that now feels pretty normal it also kind of creates a a different sense of anxiety i would say than if we were just looking at polls you know now we are also looking at kind of voter turnout stuff um and we don't really know what any of it means right like 
this could turn out could be because there is just a wild amount of voter you know, enthusiasm and that we are going to see unprecedented levels of votes, period, you know, that the majority of people that don't vote have woken up and vote. Maybe that's what we're seeing. Right. But could also be that there's a fucking virus happening and people are trying to get their vote done uh, as they see numbers climb. And so they're either getting in lines early or they're mailing the shit in so that there is just a general earlier turnout, but the same number. We don't know. Right. Like, and I don't think we will know for a bit because it's going to take a while to count the mail votes. So it's, it's like we don't know where we are right now. Mm. And it, it so it it doesn't. This is all a way of saying I don't think that we are going to see that kind of ratcheting up week by week. Instead, we're just sort of in this. Perma ratchet now, you know, perma where ratchet where things are nuts. We do have debates happening on Thursday, apparently. Maybe. After uh, canceling the I last one. I don't know. I yeah. also don't know. But at least at this point, Trump has not withdrawn. He withdrew from the last one because he didn't want to do it virtual. It's in, um, you know, Kalimplanapana City. Mm. That one. Um, but the commission for presidential debates announced last night that they are going to mute mics. So we'll see how that goes. Um, they announced that the topics that will be discussed are fighting COVID-19, American families, race in America, climate change, national security and leadership. And the Trump campaign finally got climate change in there. Yeah. Uh, the Trump campaign issued a very long missive about how none of those topics have to do with foreign policy which is um a, cho- a choice i guess uh and that was before the mic muting announcement came i haven't yet to see a missive from them about mic muting but i'm sure it will come you've got trump traveling now near constantly from rally to rally, similar to kind of how he did pre-COVID, clearly still on something. That dude's dancing a lot. I don't need to see that many videos of Trump dancing. Can I ask a question, Dan? I guess. How how do you think he is? (laughs) I'm going to... In what In what sense? Well, he was diagnosed with COVID 20 days ago. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I just want to point out that was under three weeks ago. Indeed. So, and then was hospitalized, was basically given kind of Dr. Strange Spider-Man levels of treatment. Mm -hmm. I don't think Dr. Strange actually got treated, but you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of some kind of through the looking glass yeah, we're just going. We're going to bring it. Well, who's a superhero that was sort of brought back to life? Was that the Hulk? Somebody was. Uh, yeah, you know, sure. I don't Wasn't remember. There a superhero that was brought back to life. We can I rebuild mean, him. Okay. Come on, there I, must have been a I superhero. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, the Hulk was certainly like shot with gamma rays. I don't know. What is okay? What does it sound? Some fucking superhero podcast? Come on. All right. What? I just what do you want? 
What do you want from me, Maureen? I'm just saying that he is a very out-of-shape person with bad lifestyle who yep. is still 20 days out, potentially, question mark, question mark, question mark, from diagnosis. Um, yeah. Although every, every medical professional I know, and I've talked to a couple about this, they're like, mm, they were treating him on, you know, they were like, they were giving him stuff. Like, this, this is bullshit about. Yeah. You know. There does um, seem to be an ongoing mystery around when his last negative test was. And it seems that the two obvious answers for why they are being so evasive on that are either A, they basically stopped testing the president of the United States. And so they would have to say like, oh, no, July um, or B, they would have to admit that he was, in fact, positive when the debate happened. Which is entirely possible. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Like, we don't know when he if he was tested because he, he wouldn't get tested at the debate. No. No, they um, they took their word for it was what they admitted cool. after saying that everyone would be tested ahead. He's a trustworthy fellow. It's I'm good. Just it's that good. He, I appreciate though, after four years just taking him on a flyer there. Even though he has, I guess, largely recovered from from it at the same time, it doesn't it's not the kind of thing that's just one and done. So yeah. either, you know, just Perhaps he's being propped up with massive amounts of steroids still. I don't know how long you can take them. Yeah. I would assume he's still getting pumped full of all kinds of stuff. If I had COVID 20 days ago, if I'd been diagnosed, I would be flat out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I'll point to the fact that there are more videos of Donald Trump dancing right now at every... Uh, at every rally, pretty much, than I have seen since video of him at Studio 54. You know, I'm so, telling you, Dan, Keith Moon, Ivy in the ankle. Yeah, it's Propping it him is. Up. It is something, but he seems to have decided that his real winning lines now. This is it at the rallies are to continually downplay COVID now even though he got it, his wife got it. We learned this week that Barron got it. Uh, and cases are now hitting new highs. We've rounded 220,000 deaths. But just yesterday, quote, they're getting tired of the pandemic, aren't they? Getting tired of the pandemic. You turn on CNN, that's all they cover. COVID, COVID, pandemic, COVID, COVID, COVID. You know why? They're trying to talk everyone out of voting. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. They're not buying it. I laughed so hard when I read that quote, Dan. I laughed so hard I scared the dog. I don't know. It just <laughs> it just tickled me, that quote. Just the thought of him up there yelling all the like COVID, 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 you dumb bastard. I don't know. It just it just tickled me. And um yeah, I guess I don't feel the pain anymore, Dan. It's like when I worked, Dan, I worked at a prototype. Uh, early on, I was a barista. Before baristas were a thing, Dan. Oh, look and, at you. Uh-huh. I was an OG. And I 
poured so much because we still had pots as opposed to dispensers. So if you want a normal coffee, it came out of the pot. I poured so much hot coffee on my hands because you're working fast. It gets spilled yeah. on your hands all the time. And after a while, I simply didn't feel hot coffee before being poured on my hand. I felt it a little bit, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Yep. I would just kind of shake it off. Sometimes I didn't even run yeah. water over it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and that's how I feel. I don't feel the hot coffee on my hands anymore. I'm like, I like the pain. <laughs> that is that is very much what it feels like. And I'm glad that you like the pain, Maureen. I don't know if I like because... it. Maybe I do. I don't want to talk about Trump's rallies or the election. No, no. Maureen Johnson, today mm. I want to talk about the Rudy situation. Last week, we recorded on Tuesday. The episode came out on Wednesday, also out on Wednesday. The New York Post ran a story that they called a smoking gun based around emails from Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, and a Ukrainian businessman. Now, I had uh, uh, quite a bit of crash course in Ukrainian businessmen and Hunter Biden uh, just a year ago when the impeachment was happening, and I was writing about it every day. So the fact that this has come back again is a real sort of whiplash blast from the past type situation but uh more so this is clearly an attempt at an october surprise some sort of drop that will change the course of events in this in this uh in this election similar to almost exactly the same time period the emails that were dropped in the 2016 campaign for that had been hacked by Russian uh, intelligence and given to WikiLeaks. But this time, the article claims that's not where these emails came from, Maureen Johnson. Instead, mm. they say the email came off a computer that belonged to Hunter Biden, which was dropped off with three water-damaged computers at a repair shop in Delaware in April of 2019, but that he never picked them up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. According to the story, the owner noticed a Bo Biden Foundation sticker on one of the laptops and started digging through the contents of the laptop, which is mm -hmm. definitely what you should do if you are the owner of a computer repair shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, at some point, he alerted the FBI, who seized the computer in December. And But before alerting the FBI, the owner made a copy of the hard drive and gave it to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, Robert Costello. You might need an explanation here, Dan. Um, I, I want to chime in as our resident Delaware expert. As you know, I went to the University of Delaware. Yes, please. Yeah. And uh, it's a little known state. There's a couple of things people don't know about uh, Delaware. There's common things like you should base your corporation out there because of the corporate tax rate. There's no tax on shopping. And also, if you uh, find a shady computer, uh, computer hard drive, you have to send it to Rudy Giuliani. It's the last one people don't know about. Yeah. And I feel like if more people knew when they came into Delaware that that was what they needed to do, we'd have fewer problems. Yep. Yep. But in this case... That's exactly what happened. Mm, um, now, there is a there is a bit of an interesting question mark that I have not seen full documentation of, of whether 
Hunter Biden was even in Delaware in April of 2019. I have seen some reports that he was actually in California at the time. So that's a side question mark. Anyway, he gives this uh, he gives this hard drive clone to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, who then apparently told Steve Bannon about it, who then told the New York Post about it, who got the hard drive from Rudy last Sunday and Mm -hmm. published on Wednesday. Pretty quick. That's a pretty quick time to turn around the contents to verify the contents of a strangely procured hard drive. Right. Uh, The lead author of the piece, a woman named Emma Jo Morris, had never had a published article in the New York Post before that piece ran. Now she has six. They are all based around the contents of the hard drive. Um, Mm -hmm. This is despite the fact that she apparently works at the New York Post as a politics editor since April. The New York Post, as far as I know, and I know some people that have worked there, they are not exactly like, hey, it's cool if you don't want to publish anything for a long time. Right. So that's a bit of a mystery. They are they they like their writers to crank it out. Not in a tubing way. Oh, um, sorry. I'm sorry. You are the one. I blame you. Do not turn this on me. Uh, before joining the New York Post, she, Emma Jo Morris, was a segment producer for Sean Hannity for years. You surprised So that's, me. yeah. So that all seemed pretty comically bad on the day it ran. It was sketchy enough that Twitter and Facebook blocked the article from being shared, which they've never done before, as far as I know. Um, but it has gotten even more farcical since the New York Times reported that the main article was actually written by a different post reporter who refused to put his name on it because it was so shitty. Imagine writing for the post and then writing an article that was so bad that you couldn't even imagine what that feels like. Yeah, the uh, the article itself actually had two bylines. The second reporter told friends that she did not know her name was on it until it was published. So that seems Seems great. Uh, It turns out that the New York Post was actually the last place Rudy tried shopping the hard drive to. He was turned down by a bunch of other outlets, including Fox News, who passed it over due to, quote, credibility concerns. (laughs) I'm rubbing my you can't hear me rubbing my eyes, which is probably good. Yeah. So Rudy admitted to The New York Times uh, that he tried to place it elsewhere, but, quote, either nobody else would take it or if they took it, they'd spend all the time they could trying to contradict it before they put it out. So basically, he chose the place that would just run it as is. Now, we'll get to a little more Rudy in a second, but I want to talk about the owner of this computer repair shop who, for some reason, sat down for a two hour interview with CBS News. I missed this entirely, Dan. I've been working pretty hard the last couple of days, so I missed all this. Well, you're in for a treat. Uh, So his name is John Paul McIsaac. Mm -hmm. Uh, Several times during the interview, he mentioned how he felt Mr. Trump was treated unfairly during his impeachment trial and suggested that if the alleged documents are true, the, quote, sham impeachment was a reason to release them. He also mentioned his girlfriend left him after he voted for Trump in 2016. 
So of all the computer repair shops in all of the possible places in Delaware to take your three waterlogged computers for repair, you're Hunter Biden and you walk into the one with the guy who's still sore because his girlfriend left him. Quick question. Because he voted for Trump. Do we know what city this happened in in Delaware? Wilmington. Okay. So the funny thing is, he then admitted that he can't actually confirm that the person that dropped the computer off was Hunter Biden because Maureen Johnson, Mm -hmm. the owner of a computer repair shop, is legally blind. I got to go down. I'm going to see you later. Yep. (sighs) Okay, phew. Now it's just us. Finally. Took four years. Okay, Dan, I just want to come back here for just one second. Oh, huh? Oh, okay. Dan. Yeah. The guy who runs the computer repair place Mm -hmm. is blind. Legally. According to him. You know, maybe it's just a legal face blindness. Uh, You would say, well, certainly if you're running a computer repair shop, I bet you've got security cameras and you could maybe use those to find out if, in fact, Hunter Biden came in with three waterlogged computers, one of which had a Bo Biden sticker on it. I cannot believe Which, I missed all of this. I have been working very hard the last couple yeah. of days, Dan. So, so okay, then they got it. It turns on video. out that uh, it's not on video because he wipes his security cameras on a regular basis, Dan. So, hmm, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to CBS, quote McIsaac contradicted himself repeatedly about why he wanted to share the alleged contents of the hard drive. He first asserted he went to the FBI for protection, fearing possible retribution from the Biden family. Mm. What does retribution from the Biden family look like? It feels like if you're really in trouble with the Bidens, they might only like invite you over for afternoon snacks instead of dinner. I feel like it's a noogie, but maybe that feels feels rough. Maybe it's a um, maybe it's a slightly rough game, a touch football in their front yard. Uh, okay. when the FBI supposedly did not act, he said he thought the FBI could be out to get him, which is why he turned to Giuliani. It's the natural. It's your natural second place to go. It's your go-to. Definitely. There is not any documentation whatsoever about Rudy Giuliani's relationship with the FBI. So I would think that that's who you would go to for sure. Uh, He refused to discuss much. He talked to these people for two hours, (laughs) mind you. He refused to discuss much about Giuliani all saying that, quote, I was told not to talk to anybody else. Which seems cool to have invited TV cameras in. uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. So can I just, just, just so I understand completely. Yeah, absolutely. I would love clarity on this. Yes. Three laptops. Apparently. Waterlogged. Yes. Okay. So flood, 
swimming pool, three laptops in the bathtub situation, you know, a laptop pool party. Who hasn't, Maureen Johnson, waterlogged one laptop and in the process of trying to save that one, lost two more? Well, you go, you reach back out of the pool to get your, you're playing, okay, here's what happens. You're playing Marco Polo online and, but you play that in a pool. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've got your eyes closed, Marco Polo, and then you dive forward to try to grab some, but you're holding your computer because you're playing it online. It's like Among Us in a pool Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yep. Um, Who has three laptops is, I guess, another question. Like, I'm sure some people do, but. Definitely people do. I have a feeling that if you are a Michael Cohen who was caught with, what, 16 phones? Um, a Rudy Giuliani who has been documented as kind of juggling multiple cell phones in his hands at one time, uh, or, or one of those types of people, the idea of having multiple redundant electronics devices is maybe a little bit more mainstream in your brain than it is in reality. Mm -hmm. But apparently whomever came with these soaking wet, dripping computers Mm-hmm. Had three of them, though, as far as I can understand, we are exclusively talking about the contents of one. Right. And that one was not picked up. I don't know if I mentioned that part. Somebody, Hunter Biden, but if you're blind, who knows? Right. Came in and dropped these off, complete with a Bo Biden sticker on them, but never came to pick them up again. Somewhere along the way, this guy began to fear for his life because he was afraid the Biden family was going to come and, I don't know, bring him an ice cream or something. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Maybe he's lactose intolerant. I need to comb through this one more time. So somebody, a person, brings in three waterlogged laptops. Yes. I just want to understand the timeline. And this was back in... April of 2019. Last year... Someone dropped off three waterlogged laptops to a computer repair store in Wilmington. Yeah. And never come, never came back. Yeah. At least for one that I'm a little bit there. The the one part of the story that feels foggy to me, everything else feels very crystal clear. Right. Is there were three laptops and then there was one. And I don't know if the other two were picked up or if the other two were not. I did, the other two seem to disappear. No, okay. So in when the various first, retellings, when does he first become concerned? Does he just immediately see the sticker? It does not appear that way. It, it seems that we are talking about December is when he alerted the FBI, or is when the FBI seized the computer. That part is also a little bit unclear. We're not dealing with the most consistent information stream here, Maureen. And this is maybe where we need to just push past this for a minute, because I think we might be confusing the trees for the forest. All right. Because we are working under the assumption that any of this actually happened right right now. Right. The Washington Post this week reported that late last year, so we are talking about the same time frame here, Mm -hmm. 
Trump was warned by high ranking intelligence officials that, quote, Rudy has been worked by Russian assets in Ukraine. This is happening during the impeachment trial, which centered around Trump and Rudy trying to get Ukraine to talk shit about Joe Biden. Right. Where Rudy is heading to the Ukraine with various goons, one of whom was supposed to have a trial happening right now, but because of COVID, it got kicked to after the election. Uh, when told by intelligence that Rudy may be compromised, Trump, quote, shrugged his shoulders and responded, that's Rudy. To be fair, Maureen, that is definitely Rudy. He's not that wrong. Is, that is Rudy. That is Rudy. <laughs> That is Rudy. The U.S. Treasury Department has identified Ukrainian parliamentarian Andriy Durkach as an, quote, active Russian agent. So Rudy, as he tends to do this past week, made the rounds. I will qualify that Rudy has not responded to any of my texts. OK, so he goes to ground occasionally and it, he'll he'll come back at some point. We cannot be separated for that long. But he did speak to the Daily Beast for an hour. People have a lot of time on their hands. Really? Yeah. Uh, about, and they asked him about Andre Durkach being an active Russian agent because he is someone that is, has long been cited as a source for Rudy. Rudy responded, quote, the chance that Durkach is a Russian spy is no better than 50-50. Cool. Okay. Well, it's fine. I, I think that, no better than 50-50 does not sound as good in reality about, as maybe it sounded in his head. How about this? Hmm. You, you have a new neighbor move in across the street, Dan. There's just like, there's a 50-50 chance that he's a serial killer. Are you worried? <laughs> I'm definitely worried. If I have a new neighbor that moves in and there's a 50-50 chance that he's a Russian spy, I'm worried. He's, you know, he's fine. He's just, he's got a brand new boat and he keeps buying coolers and he likes to go fishing in the middle of the night. People visit him, but they don't come out. What percentage of Russian spy do you think would begin to make Giuliani worry? 50 50? Is it 60 40? Rudy 70 30? No, he's not like Are the we rest at, of us, Dan. Maybe 80 20? Is he like, hmm? I don't yeah. know. The guy keeps slipping into Russian, but maybe he just really likes borscht. Um, after explaining that Dirk Hatch is only a 50-50 chance that he's a Russian spy, uh, Julian went on to rant uh, to the Daily Beast about how George Soros was trying to undermine his work because he wants to create a socialist country. Uh, when the Daily Beast asked Giuliani if he would still be shopping this material around if it hadn't come from the computer repair shop, but instead from, for instance, the Russian hack of the Ukrainian company Burisma that Hunter Biden worked for, which did happen last year at about the same time, he responded, wouldn't matter. What's the difference? Uh, Rudy went on to say that the data that he's got includes, quote, a number of photographs that show very explicit sexual activity and other very personal things and also display criminal conduct. OK. When asked what that criminal conduct might be, Rudy said that, quote, smoking crack is a crime. Uh, well, he's right. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. He also told the Daily Beast that he sleeps with the hard drive under his pillow. Come on now, Dan. You stop it. You shut your mouth right now. That's that's what he said. You stop, Dan. I'm I am I am exclusively reporting reported incidents. Dan? Hmm. One of the dumbest people I ever met. And I, this is somebody connected to somebody I knew a long time ago was such a, was really into guns. And she's like, yeah, whenever I go camping with my daughters, I sleep with a loaded gun under my pillow with the safety off in case I need to do anything during the night. And that's Whoa. what that, that's what that feels like to me, Dan, except mm. much, much weirder. That's yeah. Some I, yeah. So he sleeps with the, the, he sleeps with them. Like under his pillow, where do you think they are, Dan? Under the blanket? Like, is he spooning them? I have so many questions about. Maybe he's got one of those teddy bears that's also a safe and he just cuddles it. Dan? I. (laughs) All right. Uh, So despite the fact that he says that he's got these uh, sexually explicit photos, which, you know. We are a few weeks out still, so maybe we'll be lucky enough to see those. Uh, All we've seen from the post, they did include a few selfies of Hunter, I guess, to sort of prove that they had more than these sort of weird emails that they were publishing. Uh, But nothing of the sexual nature that Giuliani is hinting at. And in fact, the main follow up story that we have gotten from the post about this stuff is texts that Joe sent to Hunter when he was in rehab that included such damning correspondence as Joe Biden writing, quote, good morning at 657 in the morning. Good morning, my beautiful son. I miss you and love you, dad. And. It is such a tell for all of these people that they think that that's in an indictment of Joe Biden. <laughs> Don Jr. read that and cried for an hour. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily an hour. He may still be crying. Yeah. He's printed that out. He, yeah, he, you know what he did? He sent it to himself with a burner account and he pretends <laughs> that it's from his dad. I miss you too, Dad. Oh my God. Those doomed, doomed people. The the whole correspondence is basically Hunter being like, I'm in rehab. This was all taking place during the impeachment trial, which again, let's remember, was about Donald Trump trying to get Ukrainian dirt on Joe Biden via his son, Hunter. Hunter is in rehab, is writing Joe Biden Basically being like, I'm so sorry that I am your fuck up son. I have fucked up your political chances. You're going to go through this entire campaign with a target on your back and I put it there and I am the worst. And Joe Biden's response is just to repeatedly be like, you are wonderful. Everyone loves you. You are my beautiful son. I mean, (laughs) God damn it. He is a he is a dad that signs his texts. Dad. Yeah. Anyway, 
at the end of the day, this October surprise seems to be all they have is trying to indict Joe Biden through his son, Hunter. Which seems like such a fundamentally terrible miscalculation. It is amazing. It makes Biden seem more sympathetic. He is a father with a troubled son. Who he still loves. Who is getting weird and shady attacks about what the son may have been doing. Nothing to do with him, really. The more you unpeel it, the more sort of weird and shady all of the people associated with it get, except for Joe Biden. Dan, do you ever see the movie Young Frankenstein? A long time ago. Well, so uh, Dr. Frankenstein makes the monster and he uh, he wants to introduce it to the town. So he rents out a theater And he and the monster perform a tap dancing routine to putting on the Ritz. But then someone, uh, someone lights a a cigarette or something and the monster goes crazy and attacks. And I feel like this, this is them trying to perform putting on the Ritz with Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. I mean, it, it very much feels like they are trying to recapture what they think of as the magic of 2016. We have, we have emails procured via nefarious questionable means. We have Trump barnstorming around the country, uh, holding rallies every three seconds. He's even brought Corey Lewandowski back. Like he's brought the band back together. They think that they can recapture that lightning in a bottle, except that the whole fundamentals have changed. He has had four years as president, not one year as a wish fulfillment device for fucking shitty people. Uh, It doesn't seem to be sticking in the way that it did in 16. That is for sure. We don't have the old razzle-dazzle, do we? (laughs) There's none of that that old razzle-dazzle. Dan, I'm glad I didn't know this full story because that was magical. (laughs) That has a real (laughs) ta-da feel to it. Uh, these are not bright guys, Maureen. Things just got out of hand. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, says who is made possible by you. Didn't you want my Mm. claw update? I do want your claw update. I've been waiting all day. You might want to fill people in because I think the claw only made an appearance on the town watch episode this week. So we made them do some claw backfill here. Four weeks ago, I injured my hand. I cut it with a pair of haircutting scissors and basically sliced off my knuckle. Um, Mm. There was a little piece of skin. They were able, it was still sort of hanging on and they they managed to sort of glue it back together at urgent care. Uh, But because it was on the bend of the knuckle, so most of it was able to be glued, but it had to be immobilized at first because anytime you moved it, it would kind of flap up and it, mostly healed down like the first two thirds of it healed down but then that last third of it didn't stick and kind of started jutting out like a little cliff 
or something, a little shelf of rock, if you imagine. And then it healed <sighs> for underneath mm. and sort of built a little skin bridge. So I had basically this kind of claw thing sticking out of my knuckle. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Because it's not great. You're not supposed to have that. So a review from uh, the doctor or nurse was like, they may have to go and remove that. Um, but the uh, the update, the other day, it got caught on something. And it mm. tore. And it blood came out of it. Like I was, my hand was mm. bleeding, but I was like, oh, it's kind of a good sign. I'm like, because this thing is like ready to go. Like we were hoping it would just go away. And it tore. Mm. And so I just cleaned my finger and wrapped it up. And then basically by the next day, it was just hanging on by a thread. And then I just kind of rubbed at it and it came off. And now I do not have a you claw You have two anymore. claws. No, Dan. I just have a very lumpy finger. So my finger is now healed, but it's obviously going to have a big lumpy scar where the, it just has a big, it looks like a blister almost, but Gross. that's just the healed. I'm just going to have a scar, Dan. I'm going to have scars of this time. Mm. I've got my Donald Trump giving a speech, me making Dole Whip scar on the one finger. Now I've got, I've got two little pandemic scars, one on my foot, one on my hand. This is the bigger of the two. Um, little memories, Dan. Little memories of a good time. Memories of the way we were. So I don't have a claw anymore. Uh, well, kind of sad about that. Yeah. I, was, I thought fine, you were. Dan. I thought you were transforming. I, was I thought evolving. you were entering your final form. Can I just read you one thing? Because I think it's important. Overlooked right. news story. It's an incident that happened here at Chicago's O'Hare Airport on the twenty fourth of September, so mm -hmm. a month ago. "Quote: I had just left work at the USPS sorting facility at O'Hare Airport about eleven p.m. on." Thursday, the 24th of September, and I was walking out to my car when I saw something standing at the far end of the parking lot where I usually park. At first, I thought it was a very tall person with a long coat. As I got closer to my car, I unlocked my car, which caused my headlights to come on. My headlights hit the person standing about 20 to 25 feet from my car, causing it to turn and look right at me. I saw that this was not some person, but some red-eyed creature and what appeared to be a coat was actually wings, which had spread out as it turned to look at me. Mm. At first, I thought it was some sort of very, very large bird, but I'd never seen any bird that stood almost seven feet tall. I'm five foot four, and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. This thing then stared, making some kind of chirping sound, almost a half chirp and half click, like someone was clicking their tongue, but much, much faster. It then made some type of screeching sound and took off running toward me. It got within 10 feet of me and took off into the air and flew above me. The Mothman has been sighted in Chicago, Maureen. Yes. This is according to a report from the Singular Fortean Society. And that was a report that was uh, taken by Manuel Navarrete of the UFO Clearinghouse. So... Mm -hmm. It's on now. You could have been, you could have joined the cryptozoological world with your claw, but instead you just let it fall off. I'm honestly disappointed. Well, Dan, did you just hear a lot of noise, by the way? I just heard. Rah. Yeah, that was um, 
for some reason, something that was sitting in the background of a, of a tab I had on uh, my computer decided to autoplay. And then I jumped out of my chair in fear. <laughs> Hope we're not getting because, a tube in situation over here. Oh, says who has been brought to you by you. <laughs> through your support of our God damn it, Dan, a Patreon at patreon.com slash says who every Sunday, including this Sunday where we, Dan, we are watching this debate, aren't we? Yes, we are. Oh, yeah, we are. You'll get it. If you're a Patreon backer at five bucks a month or above, we will be talking about this week's debate this Sunday. Unless maybe the president will get COVID every time right after a debate. president gets covid will go live our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo is designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter you can email at hey that is h-e-y it says who podcast.com you can join the discussion on facebook at slash groups slash says whovians our facebook group is moderated by janice dillard and i know that i say this a lot but that group is a remarkable collection of people that are supporting each other through very difficult times right now. So uh, hats off to all of them. In addition to that, if you are more of a Discord person, there is a Sezhuvian Run Discord at tinyurl.com slash Discord, where they have been playing a lot of Among Us. So that's fun. It's so good. That's so good. AOC called it out yesterday. She wants people to play Among Us with her. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it is. I don't get invited to play. Spread the word. Subscribe and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. They are great to see and thank you for writing them and please write lots more. Join us next Wednesday, October 28th for our next episode, which Maureen Johnson is our last episode before the day that we call election day. When we record next Tuesday, it will be one week from the election. The next time you hear sure this, episode, will. aside from this, episode, next time you hear it, we will be within a week. You'll be within six days of election day. We will be in the shoot. We are. I mean, we're really, we're really there, Dan. It doesn't, it feels really different, I will say. It it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like there's a presidential election in two weeks. But hey, I don't, maybe I forgot what that felt like because I've forgotten what anything feels like anymore. Dan, are you, what it, when you think about going back out again and resuming activities, are you, um, do you think you're going to be able to do it normally? <laughs> like, are you, I'm going to, no. it's going to be, it's going to be really, I've forgotten how to do all of that. A friend of mine um, had surgery last week and her mom came out to help her with the recovery. And her big takeaway was, I realized that I am, I don't know how to deal with other people. <laughs> that, was, that was her main, like, I realized that I've forgotten how to do that. So, yeah, I don't, I really don't know how, how that's going to work. But, you know, I think it's going to be a long time. So, 
don't, don't need to worry about that quite yet. Let's get through <laughs> the election and then in a bunch of other months and maybe then we'll possibly be posed with that problem in many months after. We'll see. See you tomorrow. <laughs> From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. We're going to savor every second that we're at Disney World, Dan. When is that? Even 2022? More. I don't know. We're going to be like old. We're going to be like 85 riding those no. little mobility scooters around uh, around Disney. It's good to be here. They will have closed three of the four parks. It's just going to be like four staffers. Be one ride left. I'm just kind of moodily slings Dole Whip at you as you roll by. This is worth every minute. And we I'm waited like, 40 years. We're going to have printed out schedules, of all the fun we're going to have so we can maximize every day. <sighs> there were protests be... at Disneyland yesterday. We didn't even I talk saw about those. that. Yeah, people standing outside the the gates wearing Mickey ears, holding up signs saying "Open the yeah. gates." Yeah, citing Frozen for the guards to open up the gates, which is literally the event in the movie Frozen that sets off all of the problems that the movie Frozen then has to spend two hours sorting out. So. Feel like they should watch their own fucking movies a little closer. God damn it. From my well, basement in Chicago. And when you hear this tomorrow, everybody, it'll be under two weeks. It'll be 13 days as you listen to this. Or you know, and or two days and, and a day from the uh from the debate. That's absolutely definitely gonna happen. What city is it? I just want to know for some reason. Kennebunkport, okay. Maine. Really? No. Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs> I was going to say, it did sound right. Is that really it? Hayes, Kansas. Wait, no, come on. Stop it. Topeka, Kansas. Third debate city. Hold on. Athens, yeah. Georgia. Let's see here. Missoula, Montana. Stop it. Sacramento, California. It is Belmont University in Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. See, I got it. <laughs> well, see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be this so has many. Been... Three, three a week. This has been Says Who. Really, Maureen, how do you end up with three soaking wet laptops ask Tubin. oh gross <laughs> oh gross yeah. oh that is so gross that is so much grosser than I was thinking bye Dan oh bye bye gross bye bye <laughs> bye bye <laughs> bye bye <laughs>